it's Thursday, December 9th. I'm back in the office, bouncing in my chair. Paul's in line for breakfast in an airport. Let's go. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's that once, no need to repeat. Paul, what's for breakfast this morning? Oh, bacon, egg, and cheese on a biscuit. And my wife is with me on this trip. We're heading down to Miami for the NAMAD conference. And she got, I think, a turkey, sausage, and English muffin. So, um, And then we're walking to the gate because we had a delay because we had a de-ice in Syracuse. And you'd think they'd be great at it by now. But apparently, uh, they had the B team today. So we're running. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> hey, NAMAD, that's, uh, you know, what's really exciting about that? I was, I've been seeing the photos the past couple of days, just the energy around that. And then, you know, the president of NAMAD is, is a, a full OG troublemaker. Troublemaker. Damon. Oh, yeah. And you told me he's going to make a lot of trouble tonight. That's what I heard. You know, the rumor has it that Damon knows how to put on a party. And uh, that's what NAMAD has been. And they said it's like a big family reunion. So uh, I'll let you use your imagination on this one. But uh, Lil John is going to be the guest DJ. So we're going to turn down for what tonight, I think. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep, though. I've had like three hours of sleep. Oh, no. It's brutal. <laughs> he, hey, at least it's going to be loud. And, and, and yeah, that'll help absolutely. out. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, sl- I'll sleep tomorrow. That's speaking fine. of loud and throwing a party. Stop. Hit it. Segway. Time. Toys R Us is coming back, or so they say. <laughs> They're That's trying right. to come back. WHP Global last week revealed that they are bringing back Toys R Us to U.S. soil, although it's been, you know, there's there's still Toys R Us's around the world, but in 2018, they filed bankruptcy, closed their last store earlier this year, actually in January, um, but are coming back hopefully with a vengeance, as all of us adult toy lovers uh, feel, <laughs> hoping, hoping to, hoping to give, a, give our kids what we once dreamed of, of going into a Toys R Us, like, oh, I know right? It. I know it. They're going inside of a, a store inside a new mall called the American Dream, uh, just cl- close to New York City, where their original flagship store was. But the interesting thing about the article was that there was a real emphasis on becoming not just a retailer again, but becoming an entertainment center where it was like a place where you wanted to go, not just to purchase, but to experience alongside of it. And your good friend, Jesse Cole had a really interesting thing to say about that. Oh man, he did. He did. You know, well, we'll talk about Jesse in just a second. Toys R Us is let's, let's face this. One of the example companies that a lot of us have used over the last few years, right? We're like, this is how not to do it, right? We talk about Blockbuster Netflix. Toys R Us comes up because they let Amazon do all their fulfillment. And then eventually Amazon said, well, you know what? We're just going to sell the toys and not just do your fulfillment. So everyone was, you know, it was a big finger wagging kind of company. Like, don't be them. So the fact that the brand has actually hung on for so long and despite being around, uh, being bankrupt and despite being out of public view, the fact that the brand still has mojo behind it, to me, is actually pretty impressive. It is. It's really impressive. And, okay, so I, so we always go crypto. We always go all that. So at last week, I saw the article originally, went down a rabbit hole, looked at the whole timeline, and then found out, and I didn't know this, but in early November, they actually partnered with an NFT company called Eternity. Yes, Get this. I know. I, I, I was ready for this. I was like, Paul's going to love this. 
<laughs> but they partnered with a, a uh, and they released, uh, I think it's eight NFTs under that. And get this, and it's all centered around uh, uh, Jeffrey the Giraffe, who's kind of the iconic Toys R Us. Um, For sure. You know, so if you know Toys R Us, get this. One of those NFTs, current price, it's on ETH. Current price is 10 ETH. That's a $43,000 <laughs> NFT of Jeffrey the Giraffe one month prior to them announcing this new entertainment center. So someone Oof. on the Toys R Us uh, executive team is a troublemaker. I have a feeling that that NFT might be worth more if they fail. Oh, I actually, whoever owns that NFT is in good shape. Yeah. Cause w- succeed or fail, but that's an interesting play. Like talk about hopscotching to the next, the next generation of technology and experiential credibility. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that NFTs is where it's at yet. It hasn't hit mass adoption, but it's going to, and for that, that is, you're right. I was very interested when you said that. <laughs> it's such an intri- intriguing move. And, and in a, you know, where in, in a place where retail has really taken a back seat, you know, to oh, kind doubt. of like, I'm, I'm interested to see how they continue to marry, you know, the, the, the crypto side, the NFT side of things, the experiential side of things where they're actually encouraging you to come to experience and kind of like the buying is a product. It's almost like, you know, you go to, uh, you, you go to like a, I, I think about going to a zoo or a, an aquarium and it's like, you just experience this magical thing. And at the end, it's like your kid has to have the shark stuffy. <laughs> right. 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 It's, it's brutal. That's it, a, that's a, that's a cruel thing they do to parents right there. It's so brutal. It's a cruel thing. Yeah. But I think that that's, that's kind of the idea. And I, I really think that especially for, you know, anyone in their like 30s and 40s right now that kind of grew up with that core of Toys R Us where it was like this iconic, I got to go there to get a toy. For sure. it's I gonna, there's going to be a lot of nostalgia around, oh, now, now I get to take my kids there, give them that experience. You know, it's it's uh, it's like Twinkies dying us, and coming back, you know. Well, they're going to give us the opportunity to be like, this is better when I was a kid. When I was a kid, right, this was terrible, and we still liked it, right? It's an uphill both ways conversation. I see that coming right now. Yep. I see it coming right now. Hey, so Toys R Us is a little bright spot. But speaking of bright spots. Stop. Segway. All right, forgive us. Our timing's, our timing's a little off because usually <laughs> – Kyle and I can see each other when we're recording this podcast. But right now, we got that phone delay thing going on. But I was reading an automotive news article, and it's going to be in this Monday's pushback email. By the way, if you don't get it, sign up at dealerspushingback.com. Shameless plug. So GM has an electric van platform brand called Brightspot. I didn't even know about this. But basically, they already have upwards of 13,000 orders from FedEx and one other company. And they're building basically two platforms that can handle different type vans for delivery, full EV. And get this, they are going with the dealership model. The very first dealership was awarded to a dealer uh, outside of Los Angeles. I don't remember it at the moment. But they are going to service fleet customers through fleet dealerships across the country with an EV concept. That just like gave me gave me like a record scratch moment because like everybody was saying, we're not going that way. The OEMs are trying to get away from that. And here it is. The OEM must understand that this is the best way to deliver this vehicle. 
Yeah, I was just surprised by it. That's a big deal. And just as a note, Paul's in an uh, Paul is in an airport, so we got to forgive him. It's called Bright Drop. So if you are looking for it, it's Bright Drop. D R O P. Um, is it really? Yeah. Uh, huh? So just as you're looking for it, but I really, <laughs> yeah. you know what I love about that is GM recognizing like the delivery model, like the speed to market. It's already there. Right. Yep. And and if they can put some boundaries around it and, and make sure that they they give the capacity to the dealership model to execute this quickly, they can actually potentially come to market quicker than trying to create their own platform for this delivery for delivering these vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really exciting prospect for and, and it's it sets a precedent, I think. You know, from GM that's been very, very vocal about their EV intentions, about their yep. software and technology intentions, especially over the last 90 days, to Absolutely. say, let's set this precedent for the dealership model is the way to go to make this work really, really quickly. Yeah, it, it, I was thinking, I know a lot of fleet managers because um, my, my first business, we, we had a fleet. And so I kind of understand that side of the business a little bit. And I realize that the speed to market on this has to do with thousands of fleet relationships all across the country that the dealers already have. Yes. And with competition coming, I think GM is smart to say, let's capitalize on those relationships because some other platform, like a new platform, is going to have to build those relationships from the ground up. And I think GM is smart by uh, trying to jump this gun and and jump in that curve a little bit. Yeah, and for sure, like the fleet business is built on relationships. So many of those fleet salespeople are the people that are like going to the businesses, dropping off, uh, you know, dropping off lunch for the teams. and, and, and And it's not just like a transaction. That is actually probably one of the places in automotive where we've done the best job at the lifetime value of a customer being a company. So for sure, uh, fleet fleet customers don't want any hassle. No, think about it. Absolutely. You're running a fleet. You need it. You need it right the first time or else it costs you massive amounts of revenue. This isn't an inconvenience on not having the car that you wanted. Right. Right. There are people that need to go in these vans that need to generate revenue for companies like this is serious business. It is serious business. It's, it's, it's giving the capacity and not just that, but I'll say this, these vans look cool. So that's just a, that's just an added benefit, (laughs) right? (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, we are about out of time only because Paul has to catch a flight to NAMAD and we wanted to bring you just some quick hits. Uh, Don't forget, we are holding the automotive year end extravaganza with automotive state of the union on december 20th you can sign up at dealerspushingback.com forward slash extravaganza we're going to be giving away things during that you don't want to miss it it's going to be three hours with all of the troublemakers in our in our tribe just pushing back on what the next year is going to be and be well worth your time so paul i'm going to go ahead and do to you what you love to do to me which is give you the last word today on what it looks like to head into Thursday strong. Listen, you need to leave it. You got to play the music. Got to play the music. It's coming. My timing's off. Listen, we have no excuse why we can't make today the best Thursday we've had all year. You got to set your mind right, lean in, and go serve someone. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat when it's